Hi, this is Fiona Duraf, and you are listening to The Horror Returns. Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Welcome back, everyone, to the greatest show on earth, as Brian likes to call it. Um, do I? <laughs> this is the horror returns. You do now. Shut up. <laughs> I'm Lance, and I'm joined by our our co-hosts Brian and Philip. Nez might be on later, but tonight we got a really special guest. One of those movies that I think anytime we we do movies like this one, or God forbid, Black Christmas. <laughs> We, we need yeah, to have a female along in the same category as that. <laughs> okay, look, we need, we need to have a female point of view. So we've got Sarah Snow. So Sarah, tell tell our listeners about you. Like, um, what got you into movies? What's your favorite genre? What are a couple of your favorites? I know you're really into fantasy, right? Yeah, I've, I've definitely been a huge fantasy fan ever since I was really young. My dad gave me The Hobbit as the first book for me to read, like on my own when I was super yeah. small really hard for me to get through it like what six years old but okay. it had a drag front and i was just hooked from that point on um i'm definitely into you know, like marvel uh, cinematic universe dceu stuff like that too but if i had to pick a favorite movie it would actually be what dreams may come with robin williams i love i'm obsessed with that movie i watch it at least once a year every year it's just it's it's so good very nice. I did have a I did have a Christian pastor uh, in training preach to me one time about how that's not what heaven's really like. How the <laughs> fuck? Do, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> that's kind of was my first thought. He doesn't. My, my dad was actually uh, part of the Mormon leadership when I was a child, I, and, he, okay. and he loved that movie because. My older sister died when she was young, and that movie kind of helped him cope with it. It, you know, it, like gave him a sort of new way of thinking about things, and yeah, it was just very powerful. Nice, nice. All right, well, thanks for joining us. Um, before we get into the movies and everything tonight, we uh, we always start our show with a little something called Cool of the Week. So it can be anything. It can be a book, a movie, a TV show. Concert you attended, um, Sarah. What's your what's your cool of the week? Uh, I started Ghost of Tsushima on PlayStation this week, and yes. I, it's been out for a couple of years. I had kind of heard things about it. Just wanted to get it. I honestly wanted to get into a game where I could ride a horse again because I'm a horse girl, and ended up falling in love with the epic samurai tale genre of it. And like, there's even a, a mode where you can turn everything in black and white 
and with like Japanese vocals with like English subtitles, like you're actually watching an epic, like old samurai movie. It's just, it's so cool. I'm wow. obsessed with it. The nice. Shadow Blade. <laughs> <laughs> old school. <laughs> Philip, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I finally, I finally finished up Supernatural. Natural. <laughs> and, yes. Well, I, mean, I had to throw it out there, right? Because okay. I've been working on it for, you know, a couple of months now. <laughs> and uh I'd, I'd be lying if i didn't say i was a little choked up at the end man it was uh, kind of okay. sad for leaving ah there you go <laughs> it's a cool fucking show man i mean yeah. you know not every episode is right on it but there's so many different genres that they jump into like there's okay. yeah like there's a scooby-doo cartoon that they end up in and that's pretty awesome. <laughs> what I really liked about their, like, the formula, I guess, for that show, in the first five minutes, you can tell if it's going to be plot-driven or a filler episode. Yeah. If a stranger, like, a character you've never met before dies in the first five minutes, it's a filler episode. If right. it's, like, focusing on Sam and Dean, then you know it's plot-driven. So it's like you can decide if you want to skip it or not. Yeah, and I, I, I may have fallen asleep in a few of them here and there. I was trying to burn yeah. through it. <laughs> but they were filler episodes. They always get a little more intense towards the end. Um, yeah, so that was that was a good time, man. I'm really glad I watched that show, uh, which also means that I was done with that one, and I got to move on to Cobra Kai. Mm. And uh, so I've only watched like an episode or two, okay. uh, but – of the new season and uh it's it's looking really good man i mean you know it's cheesy as ever but it's great <laughs> <laughs> and freaking house of the dragon man i'm obsessed with that show now yes yeah. all right <laughs> yeah sarah you talked me into watching that only, only saw the first episode though so far so I'm fine. Like they they slightly changed a couple of things from the book i think but okay. uh Nothing, nothing major yet. It, it's all kind of going according to plan. Just different okay. ages and stuff. You, you want to jump in there, Brian? Or yeah, I only got a couple things. Um, finally started a Midnight Mass, Mike Flanagan's oh. uh, Netflix show. Uh, loving it so far. Uh, I, it I think the, towards the end. Yeah, I think the main thing I like is the 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 main core of actors that he works with. Yeah. I just like everybody that he works with, especially his wife. Like, uh, I didn't know she was in it until she, you know, popped up in the show. I didn't. I don't remember, you know, seeing her in the trailer or anything. But right, kind of burning through that. And I also started. I guess this is the full name of it: Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. <laughs> oh yeah, yet, yet another yeah. Dahmer show. <laughs> uh, liking it. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's um. His name slips my mind. Uh, the guy that worked on American Horror Story, Ethan the creator. Phillips? Ethan Evan, Hawk, Ethan Evan Peters. No, Evan, Evan Peters, Peters is there in there. I'm talking Sorry. about the guy that created that is co creator of uh, American Horror Story. Oh, Ryan. Oh. Ryan. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Help me he, out, Sarah. He, I don't remember. Yeah, he's a. Uh, names, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> he, he's a co creator with uh, Blumhouse on this one. And, Makes sense. Uh, I'm liking it. Uh, Evan Peters is uh, he's killing it. Well, yeah, he's killing it in the show, but I mean, he's <laughs> not going to perform this out. And um, yeah, there's a if this is all accurate, there's plenty of times when this could have all been prevented. 
could have been could have been prevented before he actually kills somebody and then after it, he yeah killed it's his, mostly mostly accurate they play it up a little bit but yeah and then and, after he killed the first person uh law enforcement wasn't at its best they could have stopped it at one more murder but uh yeah, they they I like they don't romanticize the character, try to make it, you know, glamorous or anything. He's right. a shitty person and he does a lot of shitty things and it's uh from what I understand it's pretty accurate so far, so Is this the one that I've been hearing everyone say that they couldn't get through the first episode without throwing up? Oh, yeah, yeah, I I didn't I didn't get that. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I mean they get right into him killing people right away and it wasn't anything uh, if you've seen like uh, true true murder crime yeah. stories and series and movies and stuff like that horror movies you're not going to be turned away by this I, I i didn't see what was so sickening so well but, we're we're used to it we're we're anesthetized to that yeah so <laughs> But, well, you know, every time they have a trailer or something where they're like, ah, everybody had to leave the theater because they were throwing up or whatever. And you're like, yes, right. of course. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I got to watch that. That sounds great. People, and then like, people were faint. People were fainting. <laughs> EMS had to carry them out, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, working through those. Uh, like I said last week, I'm saving all new horror movies for 31 days. I think I got my list, Lance, ready to go. So. All right. I'm I'm work I'm I'm still gonna try to do one one twenty 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 two and one old one each day. <clears throat> we'll see how that goes. That's a lot of movies. <laughs> That's a lot of movies. May have some Saturdays where I watch six or eight movies <laughs> to play catch up. <laughs> oh man. All right. Is that it then? Yeah. So what do you think? Dahmer or yeah, Midnight Mass? So I, I haven't seen Dahmer. Yeah, I'm almost done with Dahmer, All right. so I'll do that one. Got yeah. you down. I watched that down for them. I liked it. It was good. All right, cool. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Philip here where he did Supernatural seven weeks in a row. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull one out that I've said before, but it's the reason that I'm gonna pull this one out is because the show is just as good, but it, it has actually taken very much a horror turn that I wasn't expecting. And that's uh the Irish show on Apple TV plus Bad Sisters. Mm. So this, like I said, it's it, it's pretty phenomenal because it's the one husband that's such a fucking asshole and ruins everybody's life. It's almost like a Saving Silverman, but with sisters instead of best friends. If you guys remember that movie, and yeah. uh, it's like the 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 one it, there's it, the wife. This guy's wife is so codependent on him, but the sisters all see what's really going on and how he you know treats her. Uh, mentally, psychologically, even physically at times. And he fucks with all of them, too. And he fucks with other people just to be an asshole. So this episode has taken a real horror turn. Somebody, spoiler alert, somebody finds a body in a freezer. That's all I'm going to say. So uh, Bad Sisters, if you've got Apple TV+, Plus, check it out. It was Dahmer. (laughs) Might have been. (laughs) All right, Brian. We got any uh, got any headlines? Yeah, I actually took notes this week, so I won't be fumbling around this time. Uh, start with TV. Uh, that Tim Burton's Wednesday series, uh, his Adams Family series, uh, will not be premiering in October. Actually, premiering November twenty third. 
Okay. So kind of bummed a lot of people out. They were hoping to get the Halloween release, but I guess that wasn't in the plans for this one. November 23rd, everybody's focused on Christmas by then. Yeah. Uh, let's see. HBO is working on bringing David Cronenberg's scanners to the small screen. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, that's uh, a little bit of information on this. William Bridges, who co-wrote that. <laughs> William Bridges, who co-wrote the Emmy Award-winning uh, USS Callister episode from Black Mirror, is the show's writer and showrunner. Oh, that means maybe Fat Damon will show up in it. Uh, <laughs> Jan Dimage, who uh, directed Lovecraft Country, is uh, ah, okay. on board to direct. And, uh, of course, David Cronenberg's on as executive producer. Well, I'm sure we'll check it out, right? Sarah, yeah. what do you think? I have heard of Scanners before. I don't actually know what it is. Ah, you, need to say, you need to put it on your to-do list to watch. <laughs> Will do. Psychic heads. Yeah, and I'm not a. I, I hate half of Cronenberg's films, and I love half of his films. And this one's on, definitely on the love side. Heads. Is it anything like the movie Rubber? Because not as funny. Fire going around, <laughs> blowing up people's heads. Not, not, yeah, as, not, a, not as amazing as Rubber. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, Lance. You remember the movie Freaks with um, what's, uh, what what's the the one, one actor? One of us. One of us. No, uh, the one oh, that the came new, out of Pure Freaks. Yeah. What was what was the actor's name? Oh, the guy from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Alex Winter. Is no. that right? Oh. No. God damn it! I have no fucking idea. I then. feel like I've seen this. <laughs> now you, uh, now you gotta make me look Somebody. it up. Yeah, somebody help us out here. Oh, by the way, out, uh, the Brian freaks. It came out a couple. Came out a couple years ago. Had the little girl with superpowers. That was the one. Oh yes, but I Her just dad remember was like an ice Ryan, cream man or something. Ryan, yeah, Ryan, yeah. Ryan Murphy, Ryan Murphy, and Brad Falchuk are the two that do American Horror Story. There you go. Okay, but that's that's not freaks. Uh, well, his uh, the filmmaker. Wait, that's, uh, that's not the one where uh, Zach Efron plays her dad, and she's a fire starter, is it? No, that was fire starter. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Close. <laughs> I just said like a Netflix movie or some shit, but I, it was. Yeah, yeah, it, it was on Netflix. Like, yeah. There, people okay. like superpowers were like hiding from the authorities. Yeah, it had like an X Men vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, well, a lot of those, though. Yeah. Like yes. I just I just saw one with uh, Jamie Fox, I think, where like people can take a pill to have uh, power for like power. five minutes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh the director of Freaks, uh, Zach Lepofsky and Adam B. Stein, the uh, directing duo, are going to direct uh the Final Destination Six for HBO Max. <laughs> All right. Those are are all fun. Uh, uh, Final Destination 6 is supposed to be an all-new story. The other one was kind of semi-connected to each other. They kind of wrapped it up with the final final movie. Wasn't that one called The Final Destination? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Good point. Yeah, I I really... There was like the Fast and the Furious, and they were just like Fast and Furious Seven. 
<laughs> yeah, I really don't think those stories need to tie together in Final Destination. They can make them totally yeah. separate movies, and it would be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Lionsgate has begun production on the Strangers remake trilogy, and Rennie Harlan, who, if you don't know Rennie Harlan, he's directed uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Cliffhanger, just a wide variety of movies. He's on board to direct. I I assume in the first one at least. I don't know if he's doing the whole trilogy, but um, I enjoyed the first two Strangers movies. So okay. why not? I don't I don't know why they're rebooting it. They can just continue the story. Yeah. But what do I know? <laughs> Uh, back to David Cronenberg, uh, Leah Sado, who starred in, uh, what was it, Crimes of the Future? Yes. Plants? Yep, she will star in his next movie called The Shrouds. Okay. And yeah, Shrouds. Like, pick people to work with and really stick with them. Mm-hmm. Uh... Synopsis on this one is Karsh is an innovative businessman and a grieving widower who builds a device to connect with the dead inside a burial shroud. So. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And like Lance said, 50-50 on if he'll like it or not, because it's David Cronenberg. Yeah. Well, he seems to be on a roll, so we'll find out. I, at the very least, it'll be interesting. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, our girl, uh, Samara Weaving, will star as a 90s pop star in the upcoming comedy thriller Borderline. Okay. It's been a minute since she's been anything. Yeah, yeah, I kind of felt like she was in too much. Yeah. All at once. Just kind of seemed like she was coming out with something new like every month. Yeah, right. but she was killing it in all of them. True, but uh, not Bill and Ted. It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was the movie we needed at that time. It, it made me feel good in the middle of COVID. Come on. Yeah, but she didn't really embrace the character. Like the other actress that played uh, yeah. Keanu Reeves' daughter, I felt like she could have been Keanu Reeves' daughter. Yeah. yeah. She had like the speech and the mannerisms. Although I will I will say that that actor does like to be referred to as they. Oh, excuse but, me. Uh, Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> Okay, uh, Lena Headey and Nick Frost will star in the upcoming serial killer comedy. I heard about this. <laughs> Swalta? Swalta? Okay. I don't know if I'm saying it right. That's an interesting duo, I feel like. Yeah, they were previously in that uh, wrestling movie, uh, Fighting With My Family. Yes, with Florence Pugh. <laughs> yeah. uh, this would- one... Uh, this one's about a family vacation. It uh, takes a uh, family to a remote getaway that takes an unexpected turn when they sc- discover the island that they're on is inhabited by a serial killer and they get no help from the town people. <laughs> Just stay out of his way and let him eat people. Oi. Oi, boy. Here's another name I'm going to butcher Babak. Anvari <laughs> is going to direct sounds, the official sequel to Cloverfield. 
Ah. Not a spinoff, not a previously made movie that they turned into a Cloverfield sequel, but a, a true Cloverfield sequel. So, okay. Was Cloverfield Paradox supposed to be a sequel? Yeah, but uh, from what I understand, it was already made, and then they tried to add Shoot scenes one. to connect it to the movie. Yeah. Because I. I I was trying to figure out, like, how all of the weird stuff that was happening on the ship, like, were they saying that that was the reason why the monster appeared or why? Because I forgot, was it an alien that landed or did it, like, emerge from the ground or something? Or I feel like they said both in different movies or I might be thinking of a separate movie. I don't know. Maybe maybe Naz could tell us. Where, Where did Cloverfield come from, Naz? Where did what? Cloverfield. Was he an alien, or did he come out of the ground or something? Came like from, from another universe. There he okay, is. there you go. There's the answer. If you saw... <laughs> what was that last one? Paradox? Yeah, yes. that's what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> they nope. sort of James <laughs> Overfield into that. <laughs> okay. Would have been a cool movie without the Cloverfield aspect, I think. Well, I'll tell you what was no good. With, uh, Keepers Creepers Reborn. Oh, I, wow. I, I, I almost went to the theater. I almost did. Oh man, that was thirty dollars wasted. At least, it, at least it came in your bottom ten list. Uh, there's more than hell of on my bottom ten list, but so I'm not gonna give that back my money. Okay, and <laughs> another fifteen for snacks and a shit movie. Oy. Well, oh. I guess the only good thing you could say that came out of that was uh, the original director has nothing to do with this one. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, whoever took over this it didn't know what he was doing, and uh, it was it was just a mess. Uh, he came on right before the movie and uh-huh. was hyping it up. Yeah. And oh man, I can't wait till you guys see this. And, it's I, I waited so you guys could see it in the theater and I was right, like, right. So he was selling it to me, and then it started, and now I was like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> well, he did say they were filming it uh, during the pandemic, so he said he really couldn't do what he wanted to do because of the the COVID restrictions and everything. Yeah, Maybe. but. The story was dumb. The, the, the prior, the prior director had it was COVID, so the prior director had to stay at least six feet away from all children, right? Probably I supposed to do that anyway. That. <laughs> but but it, hope it's more than six feet. <laughs> the third one was better than this one, and that yeah. third one was garbage. Wait, <laughs> ouch. <clears throat> okay, what's your cool of the week, Nez? Uh, Dahmer, I finished that. Okay, that's two for Dahmer. Um, I already knew most of the story, but I, what I loved right? about the most was um, all the backstory from everyone else. Mm-hmm. From the one deaf guy, from uh, his neighbor, uh, his parents, um, and just all the stuff that wasn't really in the news. And fuck those cops, and oh, man. <laughs> It, yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't actually his neighbor. They they like combined a couple of characters for her. It just it just made me mad. I was just like, really, but that's the neighborhood it was in. I mean, I 
I can speak right. from experience. You call the cops in, in, in a bad neighborhood, and they show up. So, man, that was yeah. that was that was right on the money right there. But I mean, it was a good it was a good series. Um, Quicksilver, is that who? No, he wasn't. Was he Quicksilver? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. one of the universes he was. Well, he came yeah, back. Yeah, the X universe, he's Quicksilver. He came Both, back actually for a second. That was cool. Yeah. Um, but I thought he did a really good job. And Molly okay. Ringwald still hot. It took me a minute. I didn't realize that was her. Molly uh, Ringwald was in that. Yeah, he was. Jesus uh, Christ. His stepmom or whatever. But what, oh, is she like sixty years her? old now or what? I don't know, man. But she still looked good. Um, huh. I had no idea. My mind's kind of blown right now. That that was her, <laughs> the stepmom. Yeah, that that was, that was pretty much took up most of my TV watching was Dahmer. Okay. I, I wasn't going to start it, but uh, one of my friends was like, just watch it so you can talk about it on the show. So I said, well, I'll, I'll give one episode uh, a watch, and that's all it took. So, okay. Um, like I like Pringles. Can eat just one. Yeah, I liked what was going on. I liked uh, Hawkeye when he played uh, Dahmer. I thought he, he did a better job, but this this series was good. Um, I liked it. I, I loved how they did the, the the John Gacy stuff and the Ed Gein stuff. And, yeah. Uh-huh. So, but it was good, man. You guys haven't seen I mean, it's nothing to spoil. We already knew the outcome, and that's what I loved, that we got to see it. So. He looks just like that kid that played in uh, My Friend Dahmer. As a matter of fact, I thought they just stole scenes from that for one of the episodes, and it's a totally different person. I was like, Yeah, oh. the I, I definitely <laughs> the the scene where the high school kids was like, do a Dahmer, do yeah, you know that's what we call doing a Dahmer when he yeah. you know do something strange. I watched Barbarian again. <laughs> no spoilers. No, no spoilers. We didn't get a chance. Grime, you didn't either, right? We didn't get a chance to watch it. No spoilers. Why not? So anyway, uh, (laughs) any more more news, Brian? Dude, I mean, you guys need to just drop everything and go see it, because that movie was fucking (laughs) awesome. And what kind of horror show? I'm watching You guys haven't seen it yet. I saw it that first night. Oh, man. You got to see it. Hella good. All right, uh, I guess we'll finish news off with something that is probably not going to be hella good. And uh, the uh-huh. Nun Two, uh, Storm uh-huh. Reed will star in the Nun Two, which uh, I like her as an actress. Who decided to make this movie? Uh, Blumhouse yeah. or Universal or whoever. <laughs> this yeah. does concern me. Michael Chavez will direct this one. I did not like The Curse of Lila Rona or The Conjuring. Uh, the Devil Made Me Do It. I didn't like either one of those movies. Yeah. How'd it get the Conjuring that? one was better. That Curse of Lila Rona was not great. The movie was so not great that they tried to say it's not part of the Conjuring universe, even yeah. though it has characters from the Conjuring universe. So and That's exactly how they advertised it when it came out. <laughs> But, you know, they tell you enough stuff, and eventually you believe it. And that's the news. All right. Uh, well, Sarah, I know you guys don't have any inside Cinco Park, but uh, y'all, got any, y'all got any trailer parks anywhere nearby, Katie? Oh, yeah. Um, I used to live up near Morton, like Morton Road and 99. Okay. And 
I don't know if it's still there now. This was about five years ago, but right next to my parents' brand new subdivision was a trailer park that had a goat farm. Nice. Hear them screaming. (laughs) The bleeding of the lambs. Texas is weird. (laughs) And then there was a horse vet on the other side of us too. So. Brian is going to bring us the big, the small, and the very, very weird. Uh, what's our first new trailer to talk about tonight, Brian? Uh, first one we're going to talk about is, I don't usually include short films, but uh, this one is co-created and co-produced by Jamie Lee Curtis. And okay. it's uh, called Return to Sender. A quick synopsis, a woman involved in a delivery scam that grows increasingly strange. The star is Allison Tallman, Tallman, and directed by Russell Goldman, and I believe he also wrote it, too. So, uh, what did everybody think of Return to Sender? It's one of my biggest nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody sending weird shit to you? Right. Not just that, but the whole like the the part in the trailer where she's talking to her friend on the phone and then she gets an Amazon notification that she's left a review on window blinds of what she just said on the phone. Uh, uh-uh, no, I, I got chills actually yeah. watching that. Ah, the words that are like this, this kind of crap happens to real people. Those get me more than like demons. Right. And right. Shit. OK, that makes sense. Yeah, I I mean, you know, they didn't give you a whole lot to go on. It looked like, uh, you know, she gets sent, sent weird shit. And right. hilarity ensues, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it. I like the actress. I've seen her in some good roles before, so yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I like the actress, like too. The, the sheriff in Fargo, right? The first season or two, I think. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think it was season two. Okay, yeah. Uh, no release date on this one, but uh, definitely keep everybody updated on uh, one of our social media pages. All right. Next up is a movie we will be reviewing here in a couple weeks, and that is the Hellraiser. Not remake. Clyde Parker <clears throat> said this is Dang. a reconfirming not a remake. What's that mean? Uh, I know there was certain stuff he didn't like from the original Hellraiser, how Pinhead's name was Pinhead. And I okay. guess in the book, his name was like the, the, the Hell Priest or the Hell Priestess or something. Right. Just like little stuff that I guess is going to be a little bit more accurate to what he had in his book. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. it, it looks it, it look it looks like Hellraiser to me. It's got the chains. It's got the it's got it's got the the fucking lament configuration. It's all right there. Yeah, and uh, Jamie Clayton is playing Pinhead. I really liked what they did, especially when she spoke. It was almost kind of a androgynous kind of feel to it. You couldn't really tell if it was male yeah. or female. Very, very Borg, very Borg queenish for yeah. all you Star Trek fans out there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this is directed by David Bruckner, <laughs> who um, I like all everything I've seen from him: The Ritual, The Night House. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's uh, it's gonna be good. You can tell just from the trailer, and I yeah. don't think they gave too much away either. 
No, and uh, it looks like this story is going to be pretty simple. You know, I think it's going to, like I said, draw more stuff from the books than we got from the previous film. And I've seen most of the the later Hellraiser movies. It it can go nowhere but up. (laughs) Yeah. Although the although the latest book was pretty damn good that had Pinhead in it, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe they'll take something from that too. Who knows? And I believe this is done by uh, the same studio that just uh, recently did Prey, the Predical Predator Predator prequel. So. Ooh, I, I had mixed feelings about that one going into it, but I loved it by the end of it. Yeah. Nice, nice. That's I don't really have a lot of expectations for this movie, but we'll see. It'll it'll probably be better than I expect. And one one thing that it looks like they're getting away from that they just kept doing over and over in the sequels was they always had a detective like trying to solve some murder that was connected to the box. It was like every sequel there was a new detective. Yikes. And uh yeah. Well, I people just die. You're gonna have to have somebody look into it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I, I think this is uh this is gonna be good. Um I'm expecting it to be great. I really do. Yeah, me too. High expectations. Like I said, we will be reviewing it and it comes out on uh Hulu October seventh. All right. Hopefully it'll be better than Books of Blood. <laughs> that, oh, that was gosh. fucking horrible. <laughs> it was like a family-friendly... I know, like a PG-rated Clive Barker. Yeah, it made no sense. <laughs> now, Hellraiser's got to be scary and weird. Yeah, that, better well, be. going back to Hellraiser, the new Hellraiser, they said it will be rated R for blood, violence, and nudity. Okay. So. All right, I would expect nothing less. All right, our final trailer is the new M. Night Shyamalan uh, thriller, Knock at the Cabin. This stars uh, Dave Bautista, Rupert Grint, uh, the kid from Harry Potter. <laughs> what a that cast. surprised me. I did not expect to see him uh-huh. in anything again. <laughs> what a trip, right? What a bizarre foursome. The, the, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I do, he's in that show that he does, right? Yeah, yeah, servant. He's a big yeah. part of servant. So right. um, they they probably he pro- he's probably going to become one of the actors we see in his films from now on. Okay. Uh, this also stars Jonathan Groff, uh, Ben Aldridge, uh, William Ragsdale, and the little girl. Uh, this is her, I think the first thing she's ever acted in. Uh, Christine Q. Okay. Uh, quick synopsis, uh, while vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to invert the apocalypse. And then the uh, twist well, happens. M. Night, what can you say? I'll always watch a Shamalama Ding Dong movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I'm in. It just, I'm very curious on right. if there really is something to to do to avert the apocalypse or are these people just crazy um that that was my like immediate reaction too because 
Right. At, at first, you kind of just get the impression that, oh, these are just crazy people because they're busting in with like giant hammers and shit. But the right? seriousness on Batista's face where he's like, I really don't want to do this, but I have to. Just like the emphasis he put on certain words. It's like maybe there yeah. is an apocalypse or maybe yeah. he just really believes it. Like, I would, and I would the, think the, so. whole, the whole fact that he they have to make a choice. <sighs> right. On if they want to save themselves or save the world. It's like so. who's giving them this? Like who gave him this job? And then how did he choose this family? Or he said they were chosen. Like it, it posed so many questions <laughs> in such a change. short amount of time. No. <laughs> and I, I, it's classic M Night with the camera work, very awkward kind of camera angles, up close shots. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when he's talking to the girl. You know, just up close of her face, and I do the news on here and post news all the time. I did not. I must have skipped that Dave Batista was in this because as he was talking, I was like, that guy kind of sounds like Batista. <laughs> and then it showed him. I was like, oh, shit, it is. Yep. Very smaller Batista, not as big, but. Yeah, that's what happens when you lay off the juice. <laughs> well, he's, I guess he's. He doesn't have the, to be Drax anymore. Yeah, yeah the next, right? next, next Guardians is he said that's it. Ah, okay. He's getting, he's getting. I know a lot of, a lot of like Hugh Jackman when he was Wolverine. He's, they say it's kind of hard to maintain that look. Yeah. Okay. It is. <laughs> yeah, especially if you like beer, right, Philip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick, this is uh, Lance. If you want to check out the novel, the novel is uh, "The Cabin at the End of the World" by Paul Tremblay. Hmm. Okay. And that came out in 2018. So that's what it's it's based on. Okay. We won't see this movie until February 3rd, 2023. Gives me plenty of time to read the book. Guess that's not too bad. I'll I'll go for it. I mean, you know, M. Night is kind of hit or miss, but. uh, Yeah, I I think we all do different levels, enjoy old. It was yeah. in my top ten. Nobody yeah. else's, but it was in mine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I caught a lot of shit for that. Not yeah, as much as you, Pet, not as much had, as Pet Cemetery remake, but you know. Yeah, but you you really angered Pedro when he came on. I think what was it the next week? <laughs> Pedro got pissed. <laughs> All right, that is the last trailer. All right, let's move on to some listener feedback. Uh, This week, the podcast spotlight shines on Beyond the Void. Uh, Join Alex and Christina, one musician, uh, Alex and Christina, one musician and horror fan that can't get enough horror movies. Uh, One episode each Monday with alternating segments and guests. Uh, This sure isn't your daddy's podcast. Uh, So you might want to get your earmuffs out. The cast includes a weekly horror themed alcohol shots for. Our hashtag horror shot segment. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> uh, we also do uh, a fun new creative exercise segment called hashtag grave plots, where we make up movies on the spot and make up some pretty cool faux VHS covers for them, too. Nice. Uh, we cover current current horror news, upcoming new releases, contests and a lot more. 
we even do interviews with directors, writers, and programmers for games. Typically, those are pretty in-depth. Um, if you like approachable horror addicts, then uh, you could call a friend with an interest in music, games, and obviously horror movies. Then look no further. Buckle up and sit back as we pass through laughter, uh, through laughter town, uh, <laughs> on the horror void podcast. <laughs> and congratulations, really congratulations to them. They just put out their 300th episode. Look out! Nice. On top of it, beyond the horror void, or beyond. Emil the- Hirsch. Sorry, he was in Freaks. Emil Hirsch. Ah, Emil Hirsch. Yeah. There he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like her. Wasn't actually her dad, but it was her dad in the yeah. Yeah. Right. I knew it, it. It would come to me eventually. Spoiler alert. Um, regarding the new Dahmer show, Al Ramsor says uh, I'll probably watch this at time at work. Looks pretty good. Well, sounds like it is pretty good. Uh, regarding the Cino Babes posted in our group. Uh, Cino Babes, thanks for sharing. We appreciate it so much. Anytime. It's right. an awesome name for a podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be watching Hellraiser. <laughs> uh, regarding the upcoming shark thriller, The Last Breath, uh, Jonathan Dyer says, oh no. <laughs> Another shitty shark movie. Yeah, well. <laughs> Uh, the guy, the, the guy that's putting it out, uh, it wasn't a shark movie he did, but it was like an underwater thriller where somebody got trapped and their air tank was running out. It, it was a pretty decent movie, so okay. uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna see what he can do. And the producers shark. were like, you know what this could use? Some fucking sharks. Yes. <laughs> you know, the kind of shark movie I want to see is one where it's like one of those. No dialogue POV type movies from the point of view of the shark, and he's oh. being hunted by those two killer whales that have been going around the globe and just like ripping out shark livers. Like they're not <laughs> even eating the shark itself; they're just eating the livers. Like they've tagged these two whales. They're like this serial killer pair of whales. I want to see a movie about them. Oh my! I've God. heard that's something they do. The, the killer yeah. whales—they'll eat shark livers. That's yep. like a dessert for them. This has a potential. I don't know no, if it's the same it's, as, like, the, you know, puffer fish with the dolphins. Right. Where they get high off of them. <laughs> but <What>? Maybe. <laughs> uh, regarding Jeffrey Coombs B-Day, uh, Lyle Hawkins says happy birthday. Uh, Stephen Loblad says uh, Saturday, brothers, posted a beer in a koozie, in a THR koozie. Oh, look All right. out. Uh, Patrick Lear says I'm doing ribs and our slight is slowly becoming a barbecue food porn site apparently (laughs) (laughs) damn I'll start taking some pictures man I got a big ass smoker back there (laughs) go go for it man post them them in the group briskets are so goddamn expensive now though Uh, you gotta know where to shop I know (laughs) And and when to buy them B. Germain says, uh, hey, gang, my upcoming solo podcast, Bead versus the Living Dead, uh, which will be where I dissect every remake, re-edit, reimagining homage, uh, unofficially, unofficial follow-up, and more to George A. Romero's classic 1968 horror masterpiece, Night of the Living Dead, across wow. all media. He's got he's got his work cut out for him. Yeah, no shit. Does that, does that count like... 
Doesn't like those Italian like zombie movies count? Probably. Yeah, I mean, I'll, really, almost all of them. <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, any zombie movie is kind of a reimagining of that. Uh, now officially uh, on both iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe uh, at the links on the Horror Returns group to be notified when the first episode, along with the introduction one, drops. Uh, late October. As a teaser, you get to hear the official theme music. Uh, Lance, you said, let's do this. Uh, yeah. Will you cover parodies as well? <laughs> yeah. I, I think he needs to, right? Oh, definitely. Uh, let's see. Marcy says, uh, be your mind. Lance wants uh, in... <laughs> Lance wants oh. in on Night of the Giving Head. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> is that is that a real thing? I I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also regarding Dahmer, uh, Zim Vader says, uh, "Did any of you guys near live near Dahmer during his reign?" Uh, my U.S. geography is poor, so I don't know where he was in relation to you all. I don't either. Uh, no, nah, he was like up in Milwaukee area. Yeah. Ah, Milwaukee. But it really kind of didn't click to like he got caught in like '92 or something, right? Something like that. Okay. Yeah, I like remember early '90s. I remember when he got caught. I remember it being in the news. I felt like it was longer ago than that. Yeah, I guess not. seems like it. Yeah. Oh well. Um, also from Zim, uh, just a couple of unpopular opinions. Here we go. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Edward Furlong was the best crow. What? <laughs> and Glenn Danzig is a better director than Rob Zombie. All right. I've never been so right. <laughs> we know this is a joke. Uh, regarding Knock at the Cabin, Marcus Will Turner says... Uh, an unsuspecting family is forced to make an impossible choice in the unnerving teaser for M. Night Shyamalan's next spooky, spooky feature. Uh, since I was the only one who loved Old and Servant, I can't wait for this. Well, Lance uh, did. I, I loved them both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not alone, Marcus. You're not alone. Yeah, I think I started Servant. I just never finished it. Those once-a-week things kill me, man. Yeah, but they're all up now, and I think it gets better. I yeah. think each, each season gets better, yeah. I do. Uh, Jerry Cortez uh, says the Crystal Lake gift shop is now open. Join uh, Mike Merriman and Mr. Venom as they start a new podcasting adventure looking at the Friday the 13th TV series from 1987 to 1990. Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen that, Sarah? mm that is so bad. So bad. <laughs> uh, joining us for the premiere episode is Doug Tilly, uh, our friend from Theme Warriors. Uh, find out what we all thought of the first episode and what might be in store for us moving forward. Okay. That is specific. Al Ramsur posted a Stanley Kubrick short film about my union, the Sailors International Union. The Seafarers? I have no idea what that is. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Uh, CJ Ducote uh, posted a trailer for Moratoris. I uh, thought the group might like it. 
you guys check that one out? I haven't seen that. Nah, Mora Tiris. I'll check it out, though. Yeah. Um, Ari Wellman says, uh, watch Innkeepers? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> yes! I would say yes. It's a, it's a good slow burn. All right. Check that out, Ari. Uh, that's it for listener feedback this week. Uh, our show intro and all of our new T-shirt designs come from Steve Carlton, the man from the Geeks. Thank you, Steve. Uh, and be on the lookout for more great stuff. Um, our artwork comes from Natsulani. Uh, check her out on Instagram. And if you'd like to help the show, please consider becoming a Patreon patron. We'll let you pick the movies for a future show at any amount. And for $5 or more a month, also pick a commentary for a future bonus show. Um, if you have a chance, please give us a five-star Apple podcast review. We'd really appreciate that. And now, move on to featured attractions. Uh, this week, we check out the brand new Olivia Wilde film, Don't Worry, Darling, and all its drama. As well as the remake <laughs> of The Stepford Wives. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll start with The Stepford Wives. Because it's old and we don't have to keep from spoilers. Right. Uh, 2004, it's the remake. Uh, the secret to a Stepford wife lies behind the doors of the Men's Association. That's not <laughs> much of a synopsis, but you get the not, idea. Not much of a synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, director is Frank Oz, also known for The Muppet Show. <laughs> as, well yeah. as, as well as being the voice of Yoda. <laughs> Uh, writer is Paul Rudnick, also known for Adam's Family Values and Sister Act. <laughs> not a, not a bad both of those. Huh? <laughs> but I kind of love both of those. I know, me too. <laughs> um, heavily re-edited and rewritten following the, the test screenings with new scenes shot and others deleted. The attempts to cater to audience taste backfired. As the oh new edits and scenes created continuity errors and major story problems. Well, maybe we'll get into those. Uh, <laughs> siblings John Cusack and Joan Cusack were originally cast as Walter Cresby and Bobby Markowitz, respectively, uh, wow. but had to drop out of the film for family reasons. All right, no okay. John Cusack. Or maybe maybe they just maybe they just hated the script. <laughs> they're like what the fuck are we doing <laughs> uh sarah you want to start us off what did you think about the stepford wives remake so i remember when i first saw it in theaters years ago and the the sheer number of people that actively laughed out loud i'm mean, like that just hearty chuckle at the very beginning when they're doing the I can do better TV show premiere. Uh-huh. Just like and it, it wasn't so much about like how funny the concept was, but just like where the woman is like, yeah, no, I slept with like three people a day and I can definitely do better <laughs> after her husband has like pronounced his undying love. <laughs> oh, me and this stripper just sat in the hot tub and talked like it was fine. Yeah, no, I banged everyone here. <laughs> I can do 
Like everyone just died. Just that, like that change of her, like her posture even. Cause she was all like meek and timid little Iowa or Montana girl or wherever they were from. Right? And then she's like, no, I'm a freak. Like it was just, it was <laughs> so good. And that really set the tone for the rest yeah. of the movie for me. And like, I, I said it earlier, just Faith Hill's head literally sparking and like spinning backwards. Like the, the first time when they were at the workout class uh-huh. in like those flower dresses with like, what was it a mop or a broomstick? And like their whole jazzercise routine is just learning how to clean in a dress and heels. Like I, 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 must've been, I, I must've been like 14 or 16, I think when that movie came out. And I remember Right? Like having this fear of, is that what I'm supposed to do when I get married? <laughs> like this, what they want? Like, it was terrifying to me. Like yes, I definitely I identified with Nicole Kidman and uh, what's that? It's not Bette Midler. Is it the, the writer, her friend? Oh, Bobby. I yeah. thought it was Bette Midler. Yeah. Those two women. It's like, if you combined those two characters into one person, that's my spirit animal. Just, okay. I, I fully vibed with them 100%. And it just, that's, I think what I loved the most about the movie was the relatability of those characters. Cause it was very funny and goofy and lots of, you know, like little cheap jokes over a really dark issue of like slavery through domesticity, but it's like, oh, look at this really dark thing. We're going to make it funny, huh? <laughs> it's, yeah, that's what I liked about it, I think. <laughs> All right, uh, Brian, what'd you think about it? You know what? I can't lie. I was entertained by this. I, I yeah. do, you know, I am more partial to the original one, but I think the the added comedic tone to this was kind of set it apart because when you do a remake, you I always say I'm fine with you remaking something if you just kind of make it your own. You take the general yeah. idea and just kind of do your own thing with it. And I felt like Frank Oz uh, kind of did that here. And I know I've seen this before, but I did not remember anything. And then when the Robo, Robo Rover 2000 showed up, I was like, OK, this is what kind of movie I'm watching. Yeah. And then Christopher Walken and Matthew Broderick, <laughs> Bette Midler. I just totally forgot all the these people were in. And my favorite character was, um, I think his name was uh, Jerry. <clears throat> Which the guy was that, uh, the, he was one of uh, the gay couples. The, the one oh, that those. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, they actually let a gay couple into the, the community? What the hell? <laughs> well, it's because his husband was a Republican senator, and so they, ah, they okay, part. Ah, yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> but overall, I, th- I thought it was fun. Um, I know the, I know a lot of people don't like this movie, and I think it's, I think it falls into the whole like people don't like stuff being remade, and they just hold on to the original one so fondly. Sure, but. At the end of the day, I, I just want to be entertained, and I, I can't lie, I was entertained. The movie was goofy. Um, uh, what is her name? Uh, Nicole Kidman? No, Glenn Close. Uh, Glenn Close was ah, okay. crazy, completely crazy. 
Absolutely unhinged. I loved it. Exactly. Unhinged. And in a comedic way, but at at the same time in a frightening way, especially yeah. with the reveal at the end and how far she was willing to take things. Wow. I I, I, I enjoyed this movie. I, I can't lie. Nice. Nice. All right, Lance, what'd you think? You guys are going to kill me. <laughs> I've been I've been at the beach for a week, and then I've been at Dallas for three days and went to the Porcupine Tree concert, so... I did not get a chance to see it. Ah, Sorry. Okay. I love the original, though. I love the original. Well, this and is definitely hear, not the original. If you want to hear our review of the original, go back and listen to our Get Out episode. Episode 39. Long oh, we time did ago. Do that one. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I, I like that they threw in the, the comedy. And uh, I, I also... I, I really liked that, you know, I, they 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 went kind of hard on the feminist thing and they were losing me. And because I was thinking the whole time, well, what if women did this? It'd be the same thing. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then uh, well, I'll, I'll and be then, I was going to say you may get a chance to see that in, a, in another movie later. But yeah. never. <laughs> and then uh, and then Glenn Close at the end. Uh, right. Turns out she's the one that started this whole shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, she she worked for NASA and Mattel. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> I gotta I gotta see this movie. I, you know what what threw me off and why I I I didn't go way out of my way to see it, Brian. Hmm. Uh, the witch spooked me. <laughs> you, you know the the poster so is the poster is very bewitched. I know yeah, it, it almost that's, looks like they, they took her from that movie and put her on the cover of this. I know. I know. Well, and you can't take this movie seriously. It's 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 stupid and goofy. But I mean, sure. I, I think they sort of had to do that. They're not going to remake the original. And, I, you know, like a scene for scene remake, it would have been horrible. And uh, <laughs> they added in the comedy aspect and, and threw in a bunch of uh, A-list stars and, you know, yeah, Bet Bet Midler was way over the top, which was great, and uh, I Christopher Walken didn't love that guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I no, I did kind of I did kind of enjoy this one. I yeah. mean, I'm not watching it again anytime soon, but I didn't hate watching it, even though I had to. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Sarah said, Faith Hill's head explodes. Yeah. I didn't well, even realize that was her. I didn't. TM. Like he puts his credit card in her mouth and then she spits out money. Okay, how does that work? Because That's what the, I want to know. Like you have to load an ATM at some point because it runs out of bills. So where do they, they, they? I'm assuming they they put some kind of chip in their head, but all of a sudden they're ATM machines. That's what bothered me the most. Like maybe that was the continuity errors they were talking about because uh, yeah, okay. She behaves at the beginning of the movie right. leads you to believe she's an actual robot and has replaced the original wife, yeah. and they're like actually down in cold storage or whatever while the robots run loose. But then at the very end, it's like no, we just put a microchip in your head that modifies your behavior so you act yeah. like a perfect wife. It's like. That- Good point. Which one is it? And I'm confused. But yeah. so much other ridiculous, distracting stuff is happening at the end that you kind of forget about that. But then if you ever watch it a second time, you're like, no, 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 I remember this part. And it it kind of loses that continuity. 
Yeah. I it, well, Makes and sense. it's 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 probably not the kind of movie you go looking for continuity errors because I'm sure there's a ton of them. <laughs> It's kind of hard not just, to with the, the yeah. ATM thing. I, I yeah, mean, at, at least at least the bills came out moist. So, <laughs> and they were and they were singles. It's not boob sweat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, scores on the Stepford Wives remake. Sarah, one to ten. Ten being the best. I will probably give it a six. Not bad. I, I Not will bad always, at all. I will always rewatch it if it comes up like on my Hulu or something and I don't have anything else that I want to watch. Yeah. Every time I get to the end of it, I'm just like, why did I do this again? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun put it on the background movie. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Brian, what do you think? I think six is totally fair, and I'm going to go with that. I mean, it, like you said, it's a it's an A-list cast, and I think <laughs> for the tone of the movie that they went with, I think this, this cast works with it. Because I think if you had this cast and you tried to go serious, yeah. I don't think, I like Matthew Broderick, I mean, I like him. I mean, he's definitely, his character is very far from Ferris Bueller completely. Yeah. But I, I don't see him doing a serious role if they if they went serious with this. So I think with the cast they had and the tone they went with, I think it worked. And I do I, I do recommend it to, to people. I, I know, like I said, people kind of down remakes, but, you know, you don't know if it's, you don't know if you're going to like it if you don't watch it. So. Yeah. And Christopher Walken, I mean, I know he can do some serious roles, but. He's always fantastic in comedies. <laughs> oh, yeah. More cowbell. Yeah. The, the Robo Rover 2000. <laughs> it's the Robo Rover. <laughs> That's so sad. Uh, it just falls down the stairs. Uh, right. <laughs> that was a really badly designed <laughs> dog, though, man. Also, it's, it's kind of one of those movies where... Like if you're wanting to either watch something that's a little more feminist or maybe show it to someone without it being like super man hating aggro, ram it down your throat. It's like, hey, let's talk about, you know, these gender roles and, you know, societal domestic expectations. But let's laugh about it while Faith Hell's head spins around and she spits out money. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's like it's not Black Christmas. Of the two. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, th I think I'll go with you guys. I think six is a pretty fair score for this All one. All right. It's, uh, six, uh, six, six. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's it, it it should have a, a big label under the movie poster that says it could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> All or right. No, the name of her TV show, I Can Do Better. I can do there you go. There you go. That's it, Sarah. <laughs> Hit the nail right on the head, man. <laughs> yeah, at the end of this movie, you just go, you know what? I could have done better. <laughs> Definitely could have done worse, though, right? Yeah. All right. Y'all yeah, got me convinced. I'm going to watch it. Uh, you never seen it at all? No. But it's worth. it sounds like it's oh, worth yeah. a watch. It's definitely worth a watch at least once. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on to our brand new one. 
Uh, Don't Worry Darling, 2022. Uh, A 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community uh, begins to worry that his glamorous uh, company could be hiding disturbing secrets. Uh, Director is Olivia Wilde, also known for Booksmart, and because she's Olivia Wilde. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah? (laughs) I love Booksmart. (laughs) Uh, writers are Katie Silberman, um, Carrie Van Dyke, and Shane Van Dyke. Not Dick. Nope. Dick didn't take part in it? No dicks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Olivia Wilde wanted to play the lead role, but decided to, cla- uh, to cast Florence Pugh, good decision, um, uh-huh. after seeing her in Midsommar. And I... And I just thought she was gaslit in Midsommar. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Until I saw this. <laughs> uh, while introducing the trailer, an audience at CinemaCon in April 22, uh, uh, April 2022, uh, Olivia Wilde was angered when she was interrupted on stage by a process server <laughs> handing her custody papers from her ex-fiance, Jason Sudeikis. Yikes. <laughs> this is also the movie where she cheated on him with uh, Harry Styles. So Was it Harry Styles? Yep, kind of had that guy. <laughs> oh, boy. Seemed to be plenty going on. Uh, <laughs> oh, also there's a lot the, of drama behind this one. <laughs> the back and forth yelling match between Florence Pugh and uh, Olivia Wilde. Okay. Yeah. Dur- throughout yep. the filming of it, so... Yeah, yeah so, I, I heard that was shit. like because of her alleged affair with Harry Styles and she was oh, just comfortable with that dynamic and, and, you know, her being so shady and just didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And I, I think I remember watching a a TikTok or something that Olivia Wilde had filmed right after all of that, where she tried to say like, oh, yeah, no, we're good. Like, we just had a difference of opinion. And like she she's, you know, wholeheartedly coming back to the show. And it just seemed like a little forced, like she was trying to kind of make everything OK. And it probably wasn't. But Florence didn't really say anything in response. So everyone just kind of forgot about it. Ouch. Yeah. Well, and wow. we talked last week about uh, uh, Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine. Allegedly. Allegedly. He, he, <laughs> from what I saw, he spit on him. He did something. <laughs> what, do you think? what do you think, Sarah? Did you see the video? I, I haven't seen him spitting on anyone, but I could tell you that I, I don't recall if I've ever seen Harry Styles in anything else before. Like, I know who he is. I just don't know if right. I've seen him in other movies. I hated every single second of his face in this movie. <laughs> Tim, from the moment he walked on screen, I just, uh, it, it's that like, that kind of attractive that uh-huh. you just, is up to something. Like, I, I hear you. And obviously he was. Yeah. So <laughs> he was right good. Up. He and was you know, good in uh what was it, Lance? Uh he was pretty good in Dunkirk. Because he didn't have any lines. <laughs> I vaguely remember Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> he just had to be there. Go run that yeah. way. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> Uh, originally, uh, that part was supposed to be played by Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. And I guess Shia LaBeouf and... 
Yeah, no, in uh, in this movie, and don't worry, no. darling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he. he well, that would have been weird. Wow. Because okay. of his uh, accusations, he had to drop out. I think. Is that what? So I from from what I hear, because I was kind of looking it up. I, I'll get into it, but uh, okay. he uh, he had some issues with Florence Pugh. And Olivia Wilde, and Olivia Wilde said that she fired him, and then he came out and like released a, a voicemail or something of her like begging him to stay on the show or oh, on boy. the movie. Yeah, right. and so it it turned into a thing, and that may have uh, may have went towards Olivia's issue with uh florence pew i don't yeah there's there's so much there's a stuff whole lot of shit coming, going on behind this so weird. much stuff coming out i'm gonna predict in a couple years there's gonna be like a fx series bet based on the, the making of this movie <laughs> i imagine chris pine in every scene going are you serious <laughs> <laughs> that's captain kirk god damn it <laughs> don't 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 disrespect captain kirk <laughs> Hey, he did something weird to his face, though, didn't he? He just looks older. Know. He looks older. He looks yeah. weird, man. I think he did something to his face. I maybe maybe Botox or something. I don't he, know. He definitely he definitely looks like one of the his gray hairs or something. Like it was starting to gray on the side. Yeah, it was starting to gray a little bit. You're right. So he dyed right. it blonde and grew it way out. Have you seen him yeah. lately? He looks really goofy. But he does <laughs> he does look like one of the puppets from Team America: World Police. Somebody <laughs> put that on up on uh, YouTube or something. Isn't it uncanny? <laughs> uh, anyway, back to uh, trivia. Sudeikis later responded that he had no idea what was going to happen. Oh, and said sure. He never have no condoned idea. being served in such an inappropriate manner. And yeah. I, I hope that he did it on purpose. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of believe him. I don't think that's up to them when they serve so? the paper. No, because it's kind of up to the person. On how they're going to the serve the paper, server. yeah, right. Maybe I mean, if anybody was going to set that shit up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've we've all seen like how it's done through Pineapple yeah. Express and how Seth Rogen <laughs> process serves. So it's kind of up to the person. All like, right. When they best think they can ambush them. <laughs> yeah. Right. There you go. Oh, he knows where she's going to be. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right. Sarah, yay or nay on Don't Worry, Darling? Yay, definitely. Yeah, you liked it? Mm-hmm. You got anything to say about it without spoiling it? The best way I could say this. That initial description that you gave, like that one paragraph, is so misleading. Like yeah. every word in that sentence is misleading, but then also completely accurate. And that's what I loved about that movie. Okay. Okay. Right. I, I like it. Uh, Brian, what do you, what do you think about it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I know it's kind of not getting great reviews right now. A lot of people are saying there's, there's a lot of plot holes and a lot of comparisons to other movies that, uh, Deptford wives. Yeah. And, uh, another, that's exactly what it is. Another another movie. I'll kind of I'll kind of wait till spoilers to bring it up because it kind of lets you know where the movie goes. Yeah. But okay. I thought 
I thought everybody did a fine job. Um, I love Florence Pugh. I think yeah. she's an incredible actress. She killed it. She They're, definitely killed it. She, even the, the bad reviews say that she killed it in this. Yeah, I mean, if you can't you can't fault anything that she did in a movie because she like she killed it. She had a wide range of emotions that she portrayed throughout the movie, and I I think she's gonna be like. A, one of the great great actresses and within the next 10 years i think she's i think she's gonna win an award eventually and um harry styles did a fine job i kind of after the second sex scene i was kind of like i don't want to see a third sex scene because they're kind of went on a little too long i mean yeah they seemed a little gratuitous <laughs> yeah you know, I was I was actually talking to Aaron about that because we just saw it last night. Right. What you can really tell when a female directed a movie that has a sex scene compared to when a man or a male directs a sex scene. In these in particular, the focus was on the woman's pleasure and her reaching completion. It had nothing I like to that. do with yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. I kind of will get into that when we get into spoilers. Why I think that was—I I totally agree that I think that's part of it. But I think there, the story-wise, it was like something else. So. Yeah. 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 They kind of they it kind of made sense a little later, but it still. Oh, it was, true. True. Yeah. It still yeah. It was like I well that was. And uh, it's, it seems of, unnecessary of, when they come up. <laughs> lot of codependency, right? Yeah. Um, I I I like the setting. I totally, you know, thought that they were actually in the fifties. How you know, from the wardrobe to the to the the background, everything I thought was spot on. Well, as from what I know, I'm not from the fifties, but. Um, and uh, and one more real quick, uh, Nick Kroll. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't that, expect to see that, him. That guy, <laughs> I was not expect. When I saw him, I thought he was just kind of be going to be goofy. <laughs> I love he, Nick Kroll, man. <laughs> he kind of he kind of ramped up the intensity in in some scenes in this, right? and I, I kind of really enjoyed it. Through most of the movie, like even in relatively calm scenes, he just had this wild look in his eyes, like mm-hmm. he was on something right. all the time. Probably was. <laughs> <laughs> and i thought as far as directing i i thought olivia wilde you know she's she, i think she's got a good eye it the movie looked fantastic so because she's got giant eyeballs yeah <laughs> but they're not emma stone eyes oh no, that's true not quite there no. she's got a smaller head <laughs> Uh, Lance, what did you think? I'll I'll say that from the moment this movie started until the very end, it it kept me guessing. Um, even though there was a whole lot of stuff they gave away in the trailer that I wish they hadn't, like scenes um, that they showed that I I really 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 wish they hadn't shown, like the guys in the red suits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They still managed to fucking surprise me at the end. Really? And yeah, that always gets me. Because I had no idea that it was exactly that. It was like a Black Mirror type thing. Oh, yeah. Without, without giving too much away. Um, 
So the score was fucking phenomenal. The way the 1950s and early 60s songs went in was mixed in was perfect. But the sound, you guys, you guys know that I love that movie that came out earlier, Men, right? Where they had the incredibly creepy, creepy soundtrack, and like where she was in the tunnel going, "Ah," and then we go, "Oh "Ah." yeah, yeah, yeah." I got a lot of that from this, like just a super, super creepy, lots of great music in the background. I I just thought. I almost not to cut you off, but I almost have to say you kind of have to for that purpose see it in the theater to get that sound because oh, was, I, I agree gorgeous. with you. There was a lot of gorgeous, like like scenes where like she was focusing on stuff and there would be like mm-hmm. sounds, you know, and kind of you know slowly you know revving yes. up in the background and that being in the theater that kind of played a big part in it. There was there was one scene in particular, okay. Where um, Florence Pugh walked into, and this is, we're pre-spoiler still. She walked into a party where there was a map of the town, right? But it was a little 3D map of, like, the city. And she moved her fingers along the roads. It was like, okay, something's going on here that's bigger than what we think it is. And that's where the movie started pulling me in and intriguing me. So um, there's very little about this movie to, to dislike. It, this is going to be the problem with this year. There's so many movies that I've that I've enjoyed so much. A, a top ten is going to be really tough because this this truly could be a contender for me. Think so? And a lot, yeah. And a lot of that is because the end was completely different from what I I, I in my mind I knew exactly what this was going to be from the trailer because I'm like, okay, the trailer told us this, it told us this, it told us this. They're in this closed off place. I got the Westworld vibe, okay? I thought it was a Westworld type thing. And mm-hmm. I thought there were going to be robots and stuff like that involved. We'll talk later about what really happened. But, it, man, I don't know. This movie This movie pulled me in. It was beautifully shot. It was uh, amazing the way they put the desert and the desolate wasteland around this, you know, heaven on earth city. It was wonderful the way they made it just like the 1950s. And they started it off like that, where they were playing games where the women were like the objects and they would put the little, you know, drink on their head on a tray and they would be like this. And then the guy was like, oh, baby gets a cigarette, you know, like so 1950s, so fucking masochistic. It's just I, I love the way they pulled you in like that. You thought it was going to be one thing. To me, it turned out to be something totally different. I'm not mad with the direction that they went in. I, I really enjoyed this film <laughs> from start to finish. Nobody put in a bad performance. Chris Pine was amazing. He wasn't overused. Yeah. My worry going into this was that it was going to be like Chris Chris Pine, you know, 101, right? Like where it was him in every fucking scene. But they put him in just enough to make him sinister and to make him, you know, and then when you find out his voice was throughout the movie, though, his voice was throughout the movie, which was actually kind of cool, because as we find out later, which we can't talk about yet, that's why they heard his voice. But I thought everybody did a great job. Nick Kroll fucking blew me away. Mm. I did not expect that good a performance from him. I didn't think he could do drama. I really didn't. I didn't think he could be that kind of character. But uh, um, we're we're finding out time and time again that a lot of comedic actors or uh, stand-up comics 
can do dramatic roles. Yeah. Or write, you know, like uh, Danny McBride, you know, writing Halloween and stuff like well, that. Like I've always kind of said, horror oh, and comedy kind of, yeah, horror and comedy kind of go hand in hand. They're just kind of two sides of the same coin. Same coin. Same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I really I really enjoyed the movie, guys. I did, and I I just got out of it. But this is definitely one I'm going to have to see two or three more times before the end of the year, before I can determine where it ends up. Okay, so this movie I'm going to have to see a few more times. Nope. I'm gonna have to see a few more times. Oh, that's gonna um, be top ten. There's, yeah, I, there's no doubt it's gonna be in the top ten. Um, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I've uh, seen it twice. It's Great gonna movie. deserve at least a third viewing. There's just so much great shit coming yeah. out this year, and I really, I don't know where to put this right now. I, I guess I need to hear what you guys have to say. Mm, not in league with those movies. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I really expected to hate this movie um, just because of all the drama that was going on and all the drama that Olivia Wilde is stuck in right now. And sure, some of the shit sure. that she said after it came out, you know, but uh, um, I enjoyed it a whole lot more than I expected to dude. Florence Pugh is kind of amazing. And uh, I, you knew what the plot was and what was going to happen for me, at least from the beginning of the movie, you just didn't really know how which direction they were going to take once okay. they got there. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. And because it's Stepford Wives, that's what this movie is. And and it just which direction are they going to take with it? Um. But yeah, I died. I, I the cars were awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No shit, dude. That was fucking I, I really wish some car manufacturers, I'm going to get on my rant now. Um, right. 50s, 60s, and 70s cars are completely different than any other decade. Like, if they would make a cool electric car and just style it like a fucking 60s, back to Supernatural, that 67 Impala that they had, you know? Yeah. It may be coming. It may be coming, Philip. Well, um, they're going to have to get their shit together because they all look like yeah. little bugs right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like tiny little pregnant roller skates. <laughs> and <laughs> um, I, Dodge seems to be at least halfway with it. They're, they're, they've got some cool styles. But, uh, man, <laughs> bring American Muscle back, please. Oh, that that uh, must that Mustang that I've got coming looks pretty nice. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all electric. It's <laughs> not bad, but like I I wish they would go like style the like Challengers, like the Dodge Challengers have kind of started to yes. go back to that inspired body style. Well, I, right? I I like a lot of the stuff that Dodge puts out. I like the Ram. That's my truck. I, I just like the style better than in, any other truck. And they've got the Challenger and the Charger. Uh, Charger starts to look like a regular car, but it's still different. And right. all the other cars just sort of blend in together. <laughs> Mustang has done pretty a pretty good job, but I, I think they need to start going backwards rather than forwards. Understood. Anyway, that was my <laughs> car rant. Your car, your car rant. <laughs> Welcome to Car Talk. Yeah. <laughs> On NPR. I'm just... Throwing some suggestions out there in case anybody's listening, dude. Make a cool car. 
<laughs> they don't all have to look the same. Um, but yeah, no, I I I, I like the direction they went with it. The end, um, it it made sense. I I I wouldn't say that it surprised me. Just because really? I, I well I I knew something was coming along those lines, I just didn't know what it was gonna be. But we'll get into that in spoilers. And especially with all the drama and shit behind this movie, I expected it to really suck, and it so, did. Yeah. So, and I, I I pirated this movie because of that. And uh, I probably shouldn't say that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gl- I'm glad I saw it in the theater. <laughs> Just for the soundtrack alone. I kind of wish I had, because the sound was terrible on the copy. It's still there. It's still there. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, and, and this, I think, is a worth going to the theater to see it kind of movie. All right. Uh, Let's see. We do scores and spoilers. Uh, Sarah, what's your score? I think I'm going to give it probably an eight. Nice. It it exceeded a lot of my expectations. I admittedly didn't make the connection with Stepford Wives until maybe a third of the way in. Like, I just thought it was going to deal with feminist issues, but it was kind of a lot longer into the movie before I made the connection. That's also why I thought it was going to (laughs) suck. Well, and then then even every time I was like, oh, I know that this is going to happen. It did it a different way than I thought it would. So yeah. every time I thought it was predictable, it was satisfying, but also like, you know, it kind of challenged you like, oh, I wouldn't have even thought to do it that way. Um, but like you said, it wasn't perfect. There was some stuff that just kind of annoyed me a little bit. So that's why I wouldn't give it a perfect score, but it's definitely rewatchable. It's definitely thought provoking. The cast was amazing, exceeded all of my expectations. So, yeah, an eight. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Harry Styles in this movie. I, I think that it sounds weird at first with Shia LaBeouf in it. But at the end of the day, I think that might have been a better movie. Really? Yeah. He's, he's a good actor. It's so, yeah, it, he is. He's there's crazy. there's there's but, times where I think Harry Styles kind of lacked intensity. Phoned it in, yeah. That Shia would have definitely brought that intensity. Oh, back to more of the drama. Have you guys seen that video? There's like a there of Harry Styles. There Harry Styles and Chris Pine are giving some interview to at like a press junket or something, mm-hmm. and uh, Harry Styles start talking, and he he's like. You know, I wanted to make a movie that was like a movie. <laughs> and he just sort of <laughs> I, I would have to disagree. I would have to disagree just a little bit in regards to Harry Styles. Okay. I think he kind of pulled like a Joffrey Baratheon Draco Malfoy like I loved hating him. Yeah, that's true. And he was kind of pathetic, and I think okay. that's what made it so much more sinister. Okay. <laughs> but, like, that. in that interview when he's droning on, dude, you can see Chris Pine's eyes, and he just <laughs> loses his will to live. <laughs> watching watching the interviews and reading all the stuff, I'm convinced nobody liked each other in this movie. I, yeah, it sounds like everybody nice. hates each other, and they'll never work together again. Well. <laughs> Not much chance for a sequel, huh? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Although I'd love to see one after what happened at the end there, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, number one in the box office. Uh, what really? else is out? Nothing, but you know. <laughs> Morbius. <laughs> Avatar. Shit, Morbius popped up on Netflix pretty goddamn quick. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Real quick. Uh, Brian, what's your score? Um, I pretty much agree with everything Sarah said, but I, I'm I think I need to watch it uh, one more time. So I'm I'm kind of sitting at a seven right now, and most okay. of that is off of Florence Pugh's performance. Yeah. I think if they would have had somebody else, just I after seeing her in this movie, I couldn't see anybody else in this movie. And oh no! If they'd have cast anybody else, it would have been shit. And even though she's getting a lot of shit, I I think uh, Olivia Wilde's character, I think she she knocked it out of the park. How that character mm-hmm. came came about, you know, where she was in the beginning of the movie, and you know, her her arc near the end. Yeah, I, good, I think she did a great job. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I I think my score will eventually go up. Uh, this this could off a of rewatch end up in my top ten. I can't say right now, but for right now it's it's a good solid seven. Okay, uh, Lance, what'd you think? I'm 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 gonna go with an eight for all the reasons that I've said, but also um, to give a super mild spoiler. Because I kind of have to, because well, I have we're to explain why I'm giving it an eight. There was a certain dance scene that made you realize that this wasn't just completely pro-feminist. Because you have another character who's also being manipulated that doesn't have to be a woman. So, eight. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to stick with a seven. I think that's that sounds like a pretty good score to me for this one. Um, just because it kind of surprised me. I, I did. I really didn't expect to like it this much. And uh, it Damn. was a pretty solid movie. I, Dude, it, Olivia Wilde, as 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 much as I maybe don't like her as a person at the moment. Um, <laughs> she's not a terrible director. She's got a good eye for stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, I I think if she keeps going, she could do some really good stuff. Yeah, for me, she's two for two right now. Yeah, and Florence Pugh, man, holy shit. She's going to be huge. And I, huge. I, I, and I like her, you know, right now. We, we all know, you know, we've, we've seen her in the Marvel movies. We know her character is going to go on to be more used. Right. But I like she still makes these type of movies in between those. Uh, See, and I didn't even know that because, you know, I loved her in the Marvel movies, but like I was kind of excited that she's breaking away from those and doing other stuff because I think that, you know, she's I was going to say she's better than that. But there's a lot of really big players in the Marvel movies. So I guess. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) I guess it doesn't hurt. Tom Tom Hiddleston is not exactly. Yeah. You know, a bad actor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Would well, you guys? But we'll like... see. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about the 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 road Marvel's going down. They're they're kind of oversaturating things, and it's it's. Well, her her her, her so next her next movie is a good movie for her to be in. She's going to be in the Thunderbolts, which is basically like okay. Marvel's Suicide Squad. What? Okay. And she's going to be 
from IMDb's cast list, she's uh, listed uh, as number one. So I think she's going to oh, be wow. in that movie. So okay, okay. But she can I definitely carry a movie. But I see she's doing a lot more smaller indie movies too. So like I said, I like I like that she's still. You know, she could just be sitting back doing the Marvel movies and just getting a paycheck. Yeah. But, you know, she's yeah. she's doing roles like this or Midsommar. And it's I even bet. liked her. I even liked her fighting with the family. You know, that was she was that was based off a of real character. And, you know, she she kind of embodied that character. So she's an athletic little thing, isn't she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she starts running and I'm like, damn, right? she's going. <laughs> right. <laughs> Running barefoot in the desert. Yeah, in this movie. man. Well, of course she did the the Black Widow stuff. So right, yeah, right. Yeah, she's she's fit. Would you guys like to know the Rotten Tomato score currently? No. Audience <laughs> or critics? Uh, Rotten critics. It's sitting at a thirty-eight percent. Yikes! Yikes! Audience score seventy-eight percent. Okay. Well, we're closer to the audience then. We we all we all recommend it. Right? I don't know how much you can really bet on Rotten Tomatoes anymore. I've heard so much shit from their stuff where, you know, the critic score is so vastly different than the audience score, you know? I know. And they're like pay pay critics to leave the reviews that they want or something. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> hey, me. I know. <laughs> I write whatever you want. Let me know. <laughs> All right. Spoilers. Spoilers. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. All right. This movie is The Stepford Wives meets The Matrix. Yes. Yeah. Good, Perfect. good description, I guess, right? I couldn't say The Matrix because that would have kind of just gave away. I know. I wanted to, too. (laughs) I I was a little nervous just saying Black Mirror. Mm -hmm. And Westworld, too, because even though they're not robots, it's still that, like, isolated, you know, independent sort of universe Mm -hmm. where they have full control over everything to an extent. Like, there's users that can come and go, and then... Mm -hmm. There's those that are trapped like inside it, and right. it's like the struggle between the two. Yep. Good point. Good point. Yeah. And uh, back to the sex scenes. Um, I think that uh, <laughs> by the, by the end of it, it sort of made sense that that they were a little prolonged and um, you know all about the woman because that was just him wanting her and wanting her to do the things that he wanted her to do, you know? Yeah. I I mean, I kind of took it as him being guilty of not being able to please her. Yeah. This was his way of pleasing her. Yeah. Cause when you get revealed on the real Harry style, well, whatever his character was. Right. This guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't have a job. Florence Pugh's working 30 hours in the ER straight. He's sitting at home on his computer listening to conspiracy theories and podcasts. and Probably playing video games, right, Sarah? He couldn't even come up with what to eat for dinner. 
because she never texted him back. <laughs> no. Right. Well, I didn't know what you wanted to eat, so I couldn't eat anything. Like, did he need her to cook it for him? Or did he just not eat something that wasn't what she wanted to eat? Like, I couldn't tell if that was codependency, pure yeah. laziness. Or I was trying to be considerate. Like, was it gaslight? There was so I was so triggered. All of the above. Yeah. And then that was terrible. I tell you what, though, uh, one uh, really good scene that he did was uh, Uh when after that, when uh, he was all disheveled and shit, when uh, once once she was locked in and he was, I I guess, going to work and coming back and laying down with her, Mm -hmm. um, he looked like. A fucking loser. And <laughs> he pulled that off, and for a guy like that to pull that off is uh huh not bad. I have a question about one which of which is characters. also why I thought Shia LaBeouf might have worked better in that role. I have you know? a question okay. about one of the characters that played the the the, the pregnant lady. Mm-hmm. Was, was she right. just to be forever pregnant? Say oh, that way, point. right? They said because she's always they, pregnant. Yeah, right? they what what I think her name was like Pam or something. And uh, I think Olivia Wilde. Yeah, you're right, Lance said. Uh, Are you saying Pan? Pam. Pan. Pam. Sorry. Pam. Step brothers. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, they she kind of mentioned uh, you 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 know always pregnant Pam, and then it kind of made me think. I'm like. Is is she like? Is that like how he wants her to be? I guess so. That's weird. Even in the beginning, when they're drinking and smoking, and he was like, "Drink up, you're pregnant. What are you doing?" <laughs> and I was like, "This is kind of kind of strange." But then yeah. once you get the reveal, I'm just like, "Okay, kids don't exist in this world." So yeah. Well, that and if they're really trying to dive into the. 1950s mindset that kind of is what a lot of people thought like you know fetal alcohol syndrome wasn't mm-hmm. a yes. term that was talked yes. about yes. <laughs> so like if they really want to immerse themselves then it's absolutely normal for them to want of to drink it up while they're pregnant yeah i mean 50s that's yeah <laughs> Well, and then you have Olivia Wilde's character that when you find out that she's it's so important for her to have her kids back that she mm-hmm. lost and the fact that she's actually willing to help uh, Florence Pugh's character out there at the end. That's that's pretty strong for her to take that stand. You know, think about how much, it. How much do you think it costs to be in this world? Because they would have to the husbands would have to leave. Yeah, he said he had to leave to work to pay for well, them to be there. Yeah. But wasn't it experimental or. Oh, OK. Ah, I see what you're saying, Sarah. It's like he said it was absolute hell on him to have to go work. Yeah, to he, he he tried to justify why she ah, should enjoy so, living there because she never has to leave. He has to leave. Okay, so maybe work. maybe he had to do, go do dastardly deeds, right? To come up with the money, like drug dealing. I, or, I didn't really get that vibe. I think it was okay. more. It was his idea to bring them to that universe. This was right? the perfect world that he yeah. wanted, not yes. her. And so it was hell on him to have to be the one to leave it when it was him who wanted it in the first place. Yeah, and I, I'm assuming it, it cost a lot of money because when you get the flashbacks of him going to work and then coming home and he's eating tuna fish out of a can. Yeah. Okay. So well, it, I because just kind again, of... 
that's Again, real life. Uh, it's not exciting. He's trying yeah. to get out, get, get the things that he needs to get done there so that he can get back to. Okay, see. See, this is a movie I need again. I need to rewatch because I thought he meant when they were in that world, she didn't have to do anything but just stay home and be a housewife and clean a little bit. That's well, because da, da, she da, doesn't da. ever leave, and he yeah. has to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's oh, I, it, it, there's a, there's a documentary. Shit. I think it's okay. on HBO about um, the metaverse and yeah. uh, and like people that basically live their lives in vr and yeah. i mean we we kind of seen something like this in um inception yeah and that scene where all the people were sleeping and there was yes. somebody yes. constantly caring for them while they were in their you know dream state yeah right? but you because you see him give her the eye drops and then you know kind of i guess giving her water by yeah bringing a rag in her mouth Oh, well, see, if I he like- gives her too much water, then she's going to piss the bed. So, you know, just enough to wet the lips a little bit. <laughs> I like, Seems I like, like, this, have like, I like a this baby IV. even more now. Yeah, <laughs> now I, I got I to gotta rewatch this. See, yeah, I mean, there's just like, like really little bothered things. Me. What really bothered me at the very end, you know, like you, you hear the sound of her waking up after the screen has gone black, right? Yeah. My immediate yes. thought was, okay, so he's dead next to her and she's handcuffed and wrist and like ankle cuffed to this bed right how the fuck is she gonna get out yeah like is she uh, just gonna oh my god scream now, and hope a neighbor hears her before she starves to death or well, like I, now we're I in assume, the, now we're in a gerald's game well they she, may not even be in their house they I may assume be she else. died because they said they were sending somebody to kill her um, yeah i kind of wish we'd have seen no, but she what made it out, after. right? She made it to the Yeah, but like Sarah door. said, she woke up and she was she was still bound to the bed. Yeah. Yeah, but now I Olivia Wilde's character said, uh, when your husband die like your husband dies here, he dies in the real world. Real when world. they realize right. he's right. dead, they will send someone to kill your real okay. body. I want to see the sequel though, where the uh the the, the wife <laughs> I want to see where Chris Pine's wife has taken over the world now. Oh, yeah. That needs to go. be the next movie. I mean, that makes sense. And, I don't know if and this that, is make that for me kind of, I think that was played well because that came out of nowhere because she was I mean, pretty, she was pretty much like the Glenn Close. Yeah. Right. And she, yeah. And- you really got that vibe from her when uh, Alice Florence Pugh was having her outburst mm-hmm. at the dinner. And it's and, you know, Chris Pine is just kind of goading her on. He's like, yeah, dig your own grave. Like the more you talk, the crazier you sound, which was kind of on brand for him. And then she, like the wife just out of nowhere just starts getting super offended. And she's like, you spoiled little brat. Like, how dare you complain about having the perfect life? Like you don't deserve it. She got so upset. That's true. That this yeah. woman wasn't accepting of her husband's gift. It's not her husband's gift. It's her mm-hmm. gift, but she believes so wholeheartedly in the, it's kind of like in uh, Handmaid's Tale with right. uh, Commander Waterford's wife, Serena yes. Waterford. Yes, yes. Where she, it's like a woman who is instrumental in creating her own like domestic prison, basically. 
Mm -hmm. The difference being this woman has complete control over the scenario and is just inflicting it on others. Whereas in the handmaid's tale, Serena is like, I made this country and now I'm not allowed to read and they're cutting off my finger and like, you know, doing all this awful stuff to me. Oops. And still supports it anyway. And I I definitely got those vibes from her. As soon as she got offended, I was like, "Mm, okay. Yeah. Cause there, there are theories that like, the stuff with the airplane and stuff mm-hmm. of them seeing the airplane and other little kind of, I guess, glitches that were happening. Yeah. There, a lot of theories okay. are said she was causing them to okay, kind of get them to also, snap out of it. Also, also the little boy that got led out into the desert and was lost had an airplane, a toy airplane. Yeah. Huh. I, I want to see a sequel. I think there's more to this story. I, with everything going on, I don't think yeah. it'll happen. I wouldn't expect it. <laughs> I, sure, I sure wish there would be, man. It'll, yeah. it'll neither be the same cast and different director or... Okay. That that ending, I, I think it was an okay ending, but I do wish that we had gotten yeah, a little more. Seen some more conclusion. Yeah. But me too. Me too. I mean, you know, it's always a pretty good engine, uh, ending when you, when, when you sort of leave it up to interpretation, but... Uh, Mm-hmm. In this case, I don't know if it's that kind of movie. Why is, yeah. her, job, why is her job not concerned? She never came back to work. Yeah, no kidding. I know. Right? Is she nobody a, looking for her at all? I mean, clearly fucking, they, they stay in the same they, they stay in the same apartment. So. and didn't come back. Probably my my two. If I had complaints about the movie. It, the airplane thing was definitely one because it's like they made a point of like she saw an actual plane crash and that led her in the desert. And then if the little boy wasn't real, but he had a toy plane and then they oh, took him okay. from her because she wandered out there. So it was like, OK, so you're trapped in a simulation with a fake child but losing this fake child drove you so crazy that your mind broke you out of the simulation. So then why would an image of the same airplane also be what breaks the other person out? Like I, maybe there were clues there that connected those, but I didn't pick up on them. I think they were trying to say what led them to the desert is what they saw. Not necessarily the, the boy being taken away. They, they saw glimpses of, I guess their actual real life or whatever, because well, they okay. they were all going to the same place. Because if you notice, that's where when the guy with the husbands, yeah, uh, go to work, they all drive to that same place. And right. of course, she yeah, wanted to go help the people in the crashed airplane because she's a doctor. And that makes sense. Good, yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, and she was working thirty hours a day or whatever. And right? then of course. <laughs> Another thing that was kind of snapping her out was the the constant humming of the tune. That was a a song that I, I'm assuming yeah. was her and her husband something that they was their song or something, and yeah, he was probably, constantly humming. Probably something he played for her back in the real world. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah, I figured it was some kind of brainwashing thing from the beginning. I just didn't expect the. Yeah. Virtual reality part of it, and I like that. I I, yeah. I, res- I respect the way they did that. Yeah, wasn't expecting. Oh, that I like at it. All. It was it was a, it was a pretty solid solid end. 
All right. You, you guys, uh, any more spoilers or you're ready to sign out? Um, yeah. Can't think of anything else to say. Yeah, I think I think we've covered a lot. So, Sarah, thanks for joining us. Thank you Definitely for having a, me. <laughs> a good show. And um, I know there's some. Uh, tell us a little bit about your um, business you've got. There's some oh, dragon masks. Yeah. So to- uh, my fiance, Aaron Broff, uh, he's with uh, Waterview Creations, right? Is it Waterview? Yeah, Waterview. Waterview Productions. Sorry, uh, he specializes in uh, like educational props. He usually does things like alligators mostly, but he's done like turtles and snakes and things like that. And he's done uh, latex or rubber, just depending on like how tactile you want it to be. Hmm. Um, but recently, for the release of Game of Thrones, he made a fully functional, wearable like mouth moves, eyes glow, dragon masks. And he's he's got the the base mold ready. So, you know, it's like it'll have that same shape as the one in his video, but he'll do custom paint jobs like you want it, you know, painted with a clown mask on it or you want it like blue and purple or like Puff the Magic Dragon, you know, whatever kind of paint job you want. They're made to order. Nice. All right. So we'll put we'll we'll definitely put that on our uh, on our Facebook group and our main page. Can you handle that, Brian, if I send you you the links? I got it. All right. Nice. Nice. All right. So as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas. You know where to reach us, thehorrorreturns.com. Next week, we're going to put on a happy face, a hap, hap, happy face. And we're going to check out the brand new movie, Smile. Which looks kind of silly, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm hearing good things. I'm heard. I'm hearing it yeah. could be like a sleeper hit movie. Ah, okay. I know uh, baseball's going on, and I, I guess for the movie they've been placing people in the crowd doing oh, the, oh, the yeah? smile. Yeah, look. <laughs> I was like, why does that lady look crazy? And then <laughs> I, I read it. It was, it was for promotion for the movie. Oh, that's cool. Well, we're we're also going to check out 2012 Smiley. What is that, Brian? A movie that's probably going to be really bad, but it's the okay. best I can do. <laughs> in the in that case, Brian, until the horror returns again. Good night.